0: Welcome to the Retrospect Podcast, a show where people come together from different walks of life and discuss a topic from their generation's perspective. My name is Ian, and as always, I'm joined by Jason. Hello, everyone. Miranda. Hello. And Stoney. Hello. Hello. Going down the whole the whole list now, um, <laughs> where uh, I feel a bit I have to get right back in the in the right headspace. I had a little bit of a credit card scare, like a little what I thought was a fraud scare, but just come to
1: find out, I uh, your woman got your credit card. Yeah, then, so it, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, story and, uh, of every man's life. Uh, get that and, woman, get that credit card. <laughs> it's on, buddy. It's it, on.
0: I uh, I quote unquote. Um, I signed up for Prime for us, apparently, and uh, so that was what that was, but I, so I'm sorry that it, it took a whole runaround
1: for me to, to no, figure that out, so anyway. As tragic as that is, right, right. I would like to talk about <laughs> a more serious, tragic oh? discussion for the day. Um, we're recording this the day before Halloween, <laughs> and for the second year in a row, um, we are finding that there is a double-digit inflation on the candy aisle. Candy and gum prices are up an average of 13% this month compared to last October with more than a double the six increase in all grocery prices since last October. And that's on top of a 14 increase in candy and gum last October. Wow. So So
2: people are spending a lot of money right now on Halloween candy. In the last
1: year or two years there's been a 25 a, percent a increase or better almost a 30 percent increase in candy prices mm. this is a tragedy that's crazy that's a lot of money doctor just... now ladies and gentlemen just so you know we are addicted to chocolate oh. <laughs> and we, we love our chocolate um, one of the things when i met this woman mm-hmm. i was impressed by a number of things um maybe not the top one thing that I was impressed with but in the top 3 was in her refrigerator she had a whole shelf assigned to just chocolate. There you go. <laughs> oh there you wow. Going. Yes. Hey. So now uh, y'all
2: like you talking about like like real,
1: real chocolate. I'm talking about dark chocolate. Like real mostly, chocolate mostly. Dark
0: yes. chocolate. Everyone's okay. got their vices and hey, you know. Uh, we don't drink, so we <laughs> don't
3: smoke, but we do enjoy a nice, an ounce or two of dark I, chocolate.
0: I yeah. love dark, dark chocolate. And it's of course
1: we stuff. like, you know. I'm
3: the, into the orange dark chocolate, at the volcanica,
1: yeah. the volcanica. Mm uh, Kopi like. Luak also. <laughs> we yeah. enjoy that. Yeah.
3: You know, you talking about
2: all this chocolate, you know, Ian you got to make some chocolate. Yeah, chocolate you're cookies. right. That's you right. right. The know? holiday season
1: the is coming cook up and I,
0: and I funny enough you say that, I bought some more equipment to help make that process a little easier. Like I got a special pan and things that I like I've been Oh, you getting all to, professional well, now. Hatter, yeah. let's get at it. I know Exactly. I was at the store and I found the like a pan that kind of whenever you're making like browned butter and stuff, it's nice to have like a lighter colored pan so you can see the like when to take it off because it's a very fine line between browned and burned and mm. you have to really know that um, that process. And so having a lighter colored pan, you get to see it. So I bought one of those, to, like a little small one to make just specifically for the cookies and things like that. So I got... Oh, uh, You got to um, be careful. Of like when you're right.
1: cooking brown butter or a roux, yeah. when you're cooking right. a roux. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that... I make a roux dark. Yeah, I mean, right uh, to the I point. I love my roux dark. Right to the point. I remember when I first moved to Florida. Um, I was getting kind of homesick for some Louisiana food, and uh, I lived right um on the water in on the Gulf of Mexico in Dunedin, Florida. I mean, you could walk out my back door and throw a rock and hit the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, I lived in a duplex. And one day I was looking, and I looked, and I looked for some some Louisiana spices and some decent sausage, because mm-hmm. in you know other uh, other they, outside they of it Louisiana, yeah, it's you're not, not going to get not really good.
2: you're not going to get quality and ingredients.
1: Oddly enough, two blocks down the road, I found a little seafood shack from a lady from Louisiana that had retired to Florida, and wow. she imported every you know the sausage and spices and everything from Louisiana, and I was in heaven. And so I was cooking. Uh, getting ready to cook my my gumbo. I wanted a gumbo. I was just going to do just a simple chicken and sausage gumbo. And I started cooking. And what I do is before I cook the roux, I chop all my vegetables up and mm-hmm. I have them in a pan because that's part of my process. I cook the roux until it is a, just to the burning, just right there. Right. right. I pull it off, throw the veggies in it, stop it from cooking and that cools it down. And then I start making my gumbo. Well, I'm within a minute or two of my roux being ready. (laughs) And all of a sudden, there's this horrible banging on the door. Bam, 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 bam. Open the door, open the door. And I'm like, oh, Uh -oh. crap. What do I do? Open the door. Dunedin Fire Department, open the door, open the door. (laughs) And I'm like, oh man! Well, you can't stop stirring the roux at this point because mm-hmm. if you stop and walk away from it's it, burnt. you're going to burn it. Right. Yep. So basically, I'm in my socks, shorts, and a shirt, and I'm stirring this roux. And so I have to pick <laughs> it up, oh, walk, still stirring it, walk yeah. over to the door, try to un- un- unlock the door, and open the door with people beating on it, threatening to tear, mm-hmm. it down, you know, knock it off. And I'm stirring it, finally get it open. I says, come on with me, come on. And I get back to the stove and I dump the veggies in it. And I said, what do y'all want? Right. Your neighbor thought your place was on fire because I had gotten it up to the point where it smelled and there's a little bit of smoke and it's just perfectly almost burnt. And I'm cooking and I tell them, you know, what's going on. And it was the chief, the assistant chief, and one or two of the firemen. Wow. And that was the whole fire department for the whole city. Right. (laughs) And it was a Saturday. And so we're talking and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to stir it or, you know, I don't want it to burn. And I saw the chief look at his other guys and they shook their head. Yes. And he turned back to me and he says, well, uh, Mr. Stoney, exactly how long does it take to cook Mm -hmm. a gumbo? And I says, well, I guess five to six hours I'll be done. Why? And he says, well, we're going to have to come back then <laughs> and make sure there's no burning embers in there. <laughs> Those guys showed up with their little their little bowls and their spoons. They and were knocked hungry. On them, so I, yeah. I fed them and i think I fed them every Saturday for the next six oh, months. you know I would either go there and bring it Sto- to them or they're come back, but you have to when you want to cook something mm-hmm. that precise you got Sto- to have whenever you that. start cook whenever you cook again, I'm going to come over and eat well <laughs> it's like without because of the accident without being able to uh taste or smell um i had I got some things down pat that I can do i cooked a a, a pulled uh, i cooked a pork shoulder for Miranda and I. And and the poor, she said, it tasted great. It was juicy. It was mm-hmm. tender. It was everything I had a little bit left over. I said, well, let me cook a vegetable soup. So I put everything together. Miranda's out running with her mom or doing something. And I got to the point where I was like, um, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's good or not. Uh-oh. So I called like two or three friends. Are y'all near Central? Can you come by and taste <laughs> this, please? Because I don't know if it tastes good or not. I can't taste it. I don't know if I need to add a little more salt or a little pepper or whatever because mm-hmm. I just can't taste now. And that is so frustrating Yeah, right now to be at that point where the, the doctors and the neurologists and the surgeons say that when I hit the back of my head, it sloshed my brain around Whoa, to where gosh. it just severed those nerves. Oof. Wow. They're just done. And it may or may not ever come back.
0: That's oh. scary, man.
1: And so now they they've prescribed, which waiting for workman's comp to give all their approvals. They've mm-hmm. what well, what is what is that uh, uh, the the steroid, nasal steroid. The, yeah, the yeah. nasal steroids. And then they said if that doesn't work, then they're going to have to inject me in my brain with some steroids. Oh. So I'm like, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Good Lord Jesus, have mercy. <laughs> Making my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah. and um, But it's just. Well, it's so
3: speaking of crawling. Oh, <laughs> no. Why, why don't we get on to today's topic? Oh,
1: yeah. wow. <laughs> you
2: know,
0: I was about to say, wow. yeah, we probably need to jump on that. We wow. Do, we I had a do. good story, you and y'all did. are hating like that. No. Uh-huh. I see how don't, it is. don't lump me in. I'm not saying nothing. It mm. was a great story. Wow. So, uh, what is what is today? What are we, what are we talking about today? Well, uh-huh. I
1: think we were talking about um, the, just the uh ev cars the uh, um, electric vehicles and is it a scam or are they worth having
2: i think i know one person that has one
0: really i do there's a whole bunch in this in the city now because I think the infrastructure is getting a little bit better. There, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say. Yes, uh,
1: there's I'm a lot of massive really, right. diesel generators mm-hmm. with um, <laughs> charging stations right next to them. Right. I, yes, I,
2: I have noticed though some shopping centers. I'm starting to see yeah. uh, EV charging stations starting to be put in, and uh, I still think though the uh, I still think the uh, the infrastructure is not quite built no. out enough for them i mean i've got no. nothing personal against electric vehicles i mean if somebody wants an electric car fine but yeah. um i see if they think some limitations with them though, well there's right. a
1: lot of limitations and the um scam is is that they're saving the environment and they're not you will use 10 to 20 times more of the uh damage to the environment creating the electric vehicle than you will saving it from not using gasoline. Mm. Just in the, the, the lithium, the cobalt, just the mining of these things, you're using child labor. Yep. And slave labor. Slave <laughs> labor. And you're paying China. Yep. Because that's China. where most of it's coming most out of. Most of it's coming from China. So we're paying our enemy right. for our own vehicles... And then on top of that, the damage that the mining and the manufacturing of this electric vehicle does, you'll never make it back up Right. when you own the vehicle and you're, you're using. Because what are you using to charge the vehicle? Mm-hmm. Okay, I love the picture with the big diesel generators on the EV station, the right. EV charging station. But you're using coal and everything else to charge the vehicle.
2: Well, until you can find an alternative way of producing energy, um, you're going to have to use fossil fuels to generate Mm -hmm. that. I mean, it's just, I mean, the only thing I can see that would be a game changer if somehow we can perfect fusion. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, that would then do away with
1: the need for fossil fuels. But here's the thing with that is, is we have nuclear power, which is proven to be safe, And if you took from the very first nuclear plant till today and you took the cylinders and let's say took a football field from 10 yards on one side of the goal line to 10 yards on the other side of the goal line, let's say you stacked all of the nuclear waste end to end, straight up and down. How many times would you fill that football field up? I have no idea. You wouldn't. It wouldn't barely even make it to the 35-yard line, the first 35-yard line. You're talking about like the fuel rods? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the problem is— Okay, so you really don't have as much nuclear waste as everybody wants you to believe you do because they don't believe in using that power. Right. Okay, because they want to do something else. So you would not even fill up half a football field from every plant in America— if you took all of that waste and put it into to end put the rods into to end you would not make it to the 35-yard line.
2: You know that you were talking about China and all that stuff coming out of China. To me, I find this so of just where this country has kind of gone and how mm-hmm. we've just kind of given up on manufacturing. Mm-hmm. According to the Department of Energy, the first successful electric car in the United States
1: Was the eighteen ninety? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was an
2: invention by William Morrison. It had a top speed of fourteen miles per hour. (laughs) Yeah, it could hold up to six people, but it got over
1: two hundred and fifty miles too.
2: It said, but unfortunately, the innovation by Henry Ford dealt a huge blow to, to, and basically, all electric vehicles disappeared by nineteen thirty-five. So, but the EV industry is a lot of money. I'm showing right now, I say I saw pulled a number of two hundred and eighty seven point thirty six billion
0: right.
3: but there's a lot of money going into it. And there's a lot of subsidies involved. I read somewhere that the average between what the manufacturers get and what the eventual car owners get, there's about $50,000 worth of subsidies right. wrapped up into every single car. Um, whereas if all of us were given $50,000 worth of subsidies, we could go buy a heck of a lot of nice cars.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs>
3: so yeah, I think I it's s- it it gives us a false sense of that you know that there's this big industry and i think that as as we discuss things today we'll find out that a lot of the hope and the promise that people had for electric cars has not come to fruition because a lot of these companies are pulling out or scaling down what their ambitions were and i've got i've got some numbers here let me find it real quick but um you know it's you have to, you know, you have to realize, do you, do you trust the government? Do you trust the government when they say that, you know, this is our next greatest hope, you know, is to have all these electric cars? Um, because they've been wrong before. Remember when they told us we all needed to move to diesels because mm-hmm. diesel was clean? And then we found out there was different technologies put on half of the diesel cars, which modified their emissions. Wasn't so clean after all. Right. Um, I
1: think Volkswagen got hugely oh, yeah. slapped For their falsifying of numbers on their little diesel engines.
3: Ford is pausing its $12 billion investment in electric vehicles. GM abandoned its goal of 400,000 EVs. Honda and GM scrapped their joint plan to develop cheap EVs. Ford will lose $4.5 billion on EVs. Um, It shows that automakers are concerned about the viability of the market for battery-powered cars. You know, if you've got all these major players here in the United States scaling down or pulling out of the industry, there's a reason for that. Either the government financing is drying up or the market is drying up or they don't anticipate that market mm-hmm. to be there. And mm-hmm. I think that says a lot because money talks.
2: Well, I think that's you, – you You brought up a good point with um, – the problem is these electric vehicles, I think the price point they're, – they're, it. It's catering right now to a high-end market. I think well, I, th- I that, saw something that was like 50, 53000 was the average cost of a vehicle. Well, the, the average vehicle. EV
1: car is a minimum of $20,000 more than, than a gasoline, gasoline car. Yeah. And then what you have to think about is, is okay, that's not where it stops. Okay. Um, and they're running into a problem with the batteries. Yep. And it costs around twenty four dollars to $26,000 to change mm-hmm. the batteries in a Tesla. Okay? Well, if you if that happens within 5 to 6 years, maybe the warranty covers it. But if it's 6 or 7 years, you have to pay for that. Right. And how often are they being changed? People buy these cars and finding out that they've got a $24,000 bill every 8 to 10 years?
3: Well, that's affecting the resale market. So how is that
1: even comparable to helping uh, you out when you have all of this back? Okay, now we're talking about the batteries again. Now we're talking about child labor and child slavery, mining the stuff that you need for these batteries, and they're not even lasting 10 years?
2: Yeah, and I think what's happening is people are wanting these these electric vehicles. They want these miles that the the range a car can drive, on one charge to to go at least four hundred to five hundred miles. And they don't and I, do that. And the problem is, I think that's where they're running into
0: the problem is is those scales are just not working out. I, I think a big thing too is like they is that they can't get the the cost down. That's the hard part. Is even the cheaper ones like they're having to they're having to cut so many corners that they're not they start to lose features and they start to lose things that like again you can buy a a gasoline vehicle Mm -hmm. for significantly less that has you know the same kind of feature set if not a little Mm -hmm. more sometimes that's the hard part that i've i've heard at least from friends and from people that are in this kind of market is that that's that's been the big problem is it's it's just too expensive to make them and then even the even whenever they do make quote-unquote more affordable ones i mean it's
2: yeah, I mean, he says, you know, fifty-two percent of U.S. Co- consumers identified the cost mm-hmm. as their main concern regarding battery electric vehicles. Right, and a close forty-eight percent response mentioned the driving range.
0: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, that's probably that goes back into mm-hmm. the infrastructure's Not, be- I right. have said this all along, which I found so odd that why they pushed electric vehicles instead of hybrid vehicles, which I think is a superior technology. Right.
1: Would you like to know? Please. I have an opinion on that. Yes. With the current administration and what they're trying to push the American citizen to do is a 15 minute city. When you have a completely electric car, they can control your car. They can control where you go. They can control how far you go. If you have a gasoline or a hybrid engine, the government has zero control over it. Mm -hmm. What they proved in Denver when they went to the—they had a whole town, which they they said, this is going to be great. We're going to give you these wonderful little controllers for your air conditioner and your electricity, and it's going to help you, and it's going to save you so much money. And then all of a sudden— the U.S. government controlled, that you couldn't drop your air conditioner below 78 degrees. Okay, well, wait a minute. I want to make mine 72. You can't do that. So what this is to me is this is the government coming in and saying, we're going to control you. Maui, other cities that are being prepped for our 15-minute cities, which means that middle-class people are less, poor people, middle class, upper middle class, if you aren't the ultra wealthy, you are only going to be able to travel 15 minutes. Right. They don't want you going anywhere. There's even regulations coming up where you can't travel to Spain. You're only going as a human being, you're only going to be able to travel so many miles a year. So if you have an electric vehicle, They're going to be able to travel. They're going to be able to control where you travel. So, is a car, are you saying these electric cars
2: have some sort of modem? They will. I mean, they 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 they, currently have modems
1: in extent. now. What you have to do is, and the Biden administration just passed a bill that says every vehicle now has to have a government shut off on it. The a lot of Teslas, or I think every Tesla
0: so far, can receive updates. Okay. Just, so it has, so there's it has a mode on has, has, has Wi-Fi inside okay. the vehicle, which is how you can connect it, connect your phone to it, to unlock your vehicle and stuff. Right. But that's the big thing. Because because of all the cameras that are inside of it, it needs to right. be able to have total connectivity, well, which can be a, a deficit as well. Because I think that does allow Tesla to make changes. I, I, I found
2: this an interesting thing, which really just kind of blew my mind manufacturers can construct 17 hybrid batteries with the materials necessary to make one electric vehicle battery. Mm. Oh, wow. 17. And I thought we were here trying to save the planet.
3: Right. Mm. Well, it's... it's not it, about that, saving that the planet. How, that is the pretty little package that it's wrapped up in. But that's, that's not re- – you know, you, you always have to look at what's happened elsewhere in the world to kind of get an idea of what's, what's happening to us because we're not always the forerunners in things. And right now, China has sold more, the most EVs of any other country in the world. Um, they've got five times the amount that America does. But now in China, you need a minimum social credit score of 550 to charge your electric vehicle. So is that what's coming?
2: That is exactly what's coming. That's how
1: they're going to control where you go, how far you go, and when you go. I mean, think about this. Okay. California just passed a law that says, I think it's by 2030 or 2035, you can no longer purchase a gas-powered vehicle in the state of California. I saw that. Okay. So let's think about that. Um, So this year, this is 2023, how many times did they have rolling blackouts in California where they said, okay, you can't charge your car during the day, and you can't charge your car during these days? Um, because You can't run your air conditioner, you can't, you can't, can't your air cut, air cut your grass, you like all these different grass, things. Um, because their infrastructure, their electric infrastructure can't handle the power. But now all of a sudden you're saying all the vehicles now have to be electric. Now we've dropped... What is it, uh, baby, when we went to Las Vegas and with the Hoover Dam and Lake what behind it? Lake Mead. Lake Mead Mm -hmm. is at the lowest point that it's ever been because they've had to increase the water flow out of it just to help supply California with electricity. So you're going to kill Las Vegas and they're not going to have any drinking water, any water that they need to, to help supply California with electricity. Please tell me how that's going to work. I do think that, like, the to be
0: devil's advocate here a little bit. You is that, yeah, is that I think that, like, that I'm not saying that they did, I'm not saying that decision was a smart decision or was the best decision. But I do think to help push us forward, you do have to, like, make some pretty radical decisions and pretty big Mm -hmm. calls. And I think that's kind of what one of those was trying to be, was that they're trying to get a more robust, uh, uh, Power grid and probably move us forward in electric vehicle technology, and so having a big city like Los Angeles make a hard stance on like you can't b- buy a, a petroleum vehicle here or a, or a petrol vehicle here, right? Like it, I think it it is forcing uh, people like Chevy and Ford and other like big manufacturers to like have to have to innovate. Because if they don't, they're going to get left out. And a large percentage of the population is in Los Angeles. Uh, Again, I'm not saying it was a smart decision. I'm just saying, like, I think I see.
3: The the problem to me, though, is that. They're, they're trying to wrap this up in an eco-warrior type of package. Right, right, right. And they're trying to make everybody have the warm fuzzies that, yeah. you know, that they can be all woke um, because they're driving an electric vehicle and they can feel superior to everybody else. But the sad fact is, is here in the end of 2023, the percentage of Americans that are behind on their car loan has hit mm. a three-decade high. And that—and what— is our administration's response or solution to this is they want to mandate $60,000 electric vehicles for everybody. So if we've got the highest amount of people defaulting on their auto loans of any time in the past 30 years, why? Why would anybody think it is a good idea to mandate something that is going to cost them more money and put and take transportation out of more families' hands? This this isn't about environmentalism because when you start looking at the hard data about what goes into the batteries, what you know, and people don't realize when you buy your sixty thousand dollar EV, it doesn't end there. You have to buy a six hundred dollar special. Unit to you know to get installed at your house, and it's another twelve hundred to twenty five hundred dollars to get that um, power station put on your house. Um, the the people that can buy these electric vehicles are wealthy people. That mm-hmm. it's a second or a third vehicle, mm-hmm. because if if an electric vehicle is your primary and your sole vehicle, you are going to have an unreliable vehicle mm-hmm. because you you just look at despite the challenges to the power grid, and I've got some really. Um, interesting statistics about the power grid and, and just how precarious the American power grid is right now. There is no way we can handle all these electric vehicles coming online. What you know. is
1: the worst state in the United States <laughs> for the power grid?
3: Believe it or not, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> really? really? Yes. Louisiana uh, has the worst power grid infrastructure of any state in in America, hands down, um, there is a group called uh, There's the NERC map, N E R C, and it showed the Mid-Continent Independent System Operator, MISO, um, states that are Louisiana, Arkansas, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Illinois, and Indiana all have either partly or enti- are, all are either partly or entirely at risk for blackouts and complete failure.
2: No wonder why there have been so many
1: power outages lately. This is
3: why Demco gives it to us. (laughs) So
1: I I have a question. I I want to touch on something Ian said that I really, really loved and appreciated is why aren't we looking for new technologies? mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, you know what? I'm all for new technologies. I'm all for saving the environment. I don't believe the CO stuff. I don't believe that. It's bullshit. It's a proven fact that the CO that cars are producing aren't even close to affecting the. It's it's not well, even it's true. it's not. It's not even it's, a percentage. Uh, not even of true. Well, hold on, of what I'm, I'm going somewhere. Out. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, so why aren't we looking at that? First off, we're sitting on the Tuscaloosa trend. It's the largest oil reserve in the world. If America stopped buying oil from our enemies in the Middle East just like we're buying lithium and cobalt from our enemy in china let's just say we stopped buying oil from the middle east and only took it out of the tuscaloosa trend how long would that last america in the what we use today and the predictable future of what we need how long would that last i would say last? what about a century 250 years So if we can't find an alternative fuel source in 250 years and pay our people money and keep our money in our own country, the problem is not that we're trying to save the environment. So if we're looking for an alternative fuel source or alternative technologies, I would like to bring Stanley Mayer to the the table. Oh, wait, I can't. I'm sorry. He was assassinated in 1975 because he invented— the water powered cell car. He's probably using probably some sort of with hydrogen. Okay. That's what he and using. so they took his patents and they killed him. So I can't bring him to the to the podcast. I'm sorry, because we really don't want alternative technologies. Well,
2: we've we've learned from just some of our topics in in past podcasts about what
1: it's about. What control. what
2: what people are willing to do to to ensure that they make stay in power and make their money. Their but money. I'm telling you the E V market, I mean we say all this, but it's projected to grow from what I said two forty six point mm-hmm. seven to one point three trillion mm-hmm. in twenty twenty eight. I think mm-hmm. that
3: they're revising that though. I think that's why all those companies are pulling out because they, they are not necessarily telling the media that um, yeah we, we don't think it's gonna be as robust as what we anticipated. But when you see you know, the big automakers folding up, um, you know, China's biggest EV company closed. It's a yeah. it's $165 billion company, and it, it's Got shuttered down. and up for sale. Yep. So it, it tells you kind of the writing is on the wall, that this was something that they tried to push on everybody. And
2: But, but was it? Was it? I mean,
3: I, I kind of
2: agree with Ian to a degree, you know, about sometimes you got to make radical to kind of move people mm-hmm. forward and, and I I get that that's why I don't understand the hybrid why was that not really pushed because to me I think that's a superior car right. to eat to both gasoline <laughs> mm-hmm. and electric I
1: hate to be a broken record because they can't control it I, I think a lot of things too is like, uh, uh, I, I
0: I think it's because they're try, they're trying to they're trying to move away from it. I think the big thing is they're they're trying to move away from gasoline altogether because again, it's one of those things where it's a finite resource and it's also they started this whole discussion about um, bettering the environment, and so I think that's what lends itself to being more. Even though there's we've we've learned now that of course it's not like it's, it's all super great for the environment to be all electric, but um, I think a lot of it is too that I think they're trying to make radical decisions to help push people forward in technology
1: and I think it's a proven fact that it's worse for the environment right. to be all electric and I think,
0: that's, I think that's why the people are starting to back out too and I think that's mm-hmm. why it's a little bit weird because I think that they're realizing that the infrastructure isn't there and it also isn't as good for the environment as it was so I think there was this trend of like of course it was everyone was on board everyone has this certain mindset and, and and then all of a sudden now that you know facts are coming out and people are changing their mind and stuff, I still think that the EV market is going to be expanding a lot more. I just think that if if a if the if a manufacturer can get that price point of like a brand new EV right that has. Just standard safety features down to like thirty thousand. Right, that's or lower, exactly what I'm thinking. I think mm-hmm. that it, we could be in a very different right discussion. So when your
1: batteries cost mm-hmm. twenty four thousand dollars, how right. are you going to well, get a car they're, down they're, to thirty thousand dollars? They're, they're saying, saying
2: battery production is going to drop as far as the pr- the price that mm-hmm. it's going to you know. Is
1: it? Yeah. Because who controls that? China. Our enemy, do you really think China's gonna let that happen?
2: Well, that's why I believe Tesla has survived and have kind of because they've worked through all those supply mm-hmm. chain issues. Yeah, all these other companies they kind of got into the game later. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, Tesla did all the pioneering work, right? Mm-hmm. So they've kind of got all their stuff together and, and got everything set up where they survived that initial. That, that level of uncertainty so let's, let's go there.
1: I like that. let's go there. Let's say we you know it's 2050 and and we're 75 percent or better vehicles in America are all electric, and China shuts off the cobalt and lithium plants. Well, I mean, now the, what do you do? Yeah, well, that goes no. Back. There's no well. What? What do you do now? Now they got you by the balls, and there's nothing well, you well, can there's,
2: do. There's nothing you could do. But I mean, that taps into even a broader question that there's a lot of manufacturing that we depend on China. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. with Absolutely. medicines and everything else. So I mean, I mean, if they shut down production, uh, everybody's going to be in trouble and unless we start electric doing something cars. Different.
1: What? What do they have in them? What do they have in them? Oh, yeah, they have chips. And now China wants to take over Taiwan, which produces 95% well, the of the, the chips and 100% of the super chips in the world. Now what do you do? I think that human
0: beings will always find a way. And if there's money involved in it and if there's the, probably the betterment of human beings, I think that some, someone either here or somewhere elsewhere will find away i'm not saying i know who that is or what's going to happen but if they're i don't think it's going to be like a overnight i mean there could be there could be but i don't think a China's going to do an overnight like all of a sudden like ah psych you're not going to have any more stuff and if they do i think that we will find an alternative well, right. or we'll just go well, back they, to gas said
1: that russia china and iran put out on uh wednesday that they can and will invade america Okay. So that's the new axis of evil. They said they can and will invade America. So why is it so far fetched to think that they cut off our supply of things that we need? Well, I, mean, I mean they can, uh, but, uh, I, but I, mean, I don't I don't
0: think it's gonna put us in that big of a Today it won't because no, 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 no. we right. got we got, You're you right. know, ninety
1: five percent of our vehicles are still gas powered. But right. in twenty fifty when maybe that number changes, then what do you do? Well, they say China will surpass the United States
2: by 2050. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As far as the, the biggest economy in the world. The only They're going to have
3: to roll back how many cars, EVs that they push on our market sure. in the first place. Because the underlying reality is that the U.S. electric grid and infrastructure cannot handle them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that that is going to be the biggest mitigating factor as far as rollout is concerned right now um, from from that perspective, from from that global governmental perspective, they can't if they if they're having blackouts and brownouts with people using their air conditioners. Right. What's going to happen when you have? 18 million people in every state plugging in their car each day. Right. Night. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just, you're not going to be able to allow, you know, to have lights on in your house at night because everybody's EVs are, are charging. Um, you know, it's just, it's not going to happen. But what I think that a lot of people don't realize is it's not just the initial cost and it's not just the battery cost of these EVs that are a lot higher. Um, when you go to get car insurance, you know, and this, you know, Stoney and I was looking at this earlier today, it's absolutely stunning Um, What people are paying for car insurance, uh, so much so um, that Tesla had to come up with its own insurance policies for its owners, which is available in 12 states, might I add, um, because with Tesla... The average owner is paying about $2,030 annually if they were living in Texas for their um, electric vehicle. But if they had that same electric vehicle in Texas and they went to GEICO, they're paying $6,500 plus mm. for car insurance. So you don't expect, you know, when the average American is paying about $136 a month for their auto insurance, what's it going to be now when it's almost 400 because you've got an EV? You know, are you are you prepared for that cost because you think, oh, I'm saving so much on gas? Well, not really, because your electric bill is now through the roof. And what happens when, because all of our roads are paid for with gas taxes, Yeah. Louisiana right. roads are already falling apart. What happens when, when that revenue shuts down, they're going to find a new way to tax you, yeah. and it's going to be on your electric bill.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Well, I mean, we're talking about batteries. You, I mean, y'all mentioned that. I, I did y'all see this? I, I found this because U.S. Energy Information Administration, and it said they project the actual battery uh, costs will be fifty-one to fifty-six percent lower by twenty
1: fifty.
2: There's no way. So it says, it says they expect by twenty fifty, the retail equivalent of between one hundred five dollars per kilowatt hour. To one hundred and eighteen dollars per kilowatt hour by twenty fifty, so I think the technology is just going to get mm-hmm. perfected. I, yeah. I I really do. I mean, that's what's happened with every other technology. It's gotten smaller. Oh, right, right. It's yeah. gotten
0: better. Well, I think, that especially, I mean, just look at our cell phones. Because there is going to be limitations and stuff. I think that, especially I mean, in a place like Los Angeles, I think there is. I think, um, I think it's going to try and force people into perfecting and. And bettering what we already have. But like I know there are already people I know there's someone on YouTube I watched recently who just who put who has a Tesla has um solar panel shingles. And you can mm-hmm. put you I've can change those. your right. whole roof over yeah. to solar panel seen solar those. panel shingles. And he's like, I don't pay for electricity because of the the area I live in. And in fact, like that also charges my vehicle. So I'm like, I'm starting to think about that. I'm not like for myself, but like think about that for the future. Like what happens if that was to, you know, significantly cut the cost. And of course, you know, we're... You know, but we uh, all don't live in LA. You're, you know, right, you're we, right. We
3: live we live in yeah. the other LA, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right. where it, it can rain for four months straight. Mm-hmm. And if you yep. don't have, you know, if you're not getting eight hours of sunlight a day, your solar vehicle is not going to go and, too and far. And they have
1: right? proven that these it, you're not making that much on your electricity. Yeah. you're you're not going to recover that much. But right. what I would well, like to well, say he, is he gave a just to be again devil's yeah.
0: advocate. He gave a whole breakdown. He was actually. Mm-hmm. Making a pretty good amount well, off of it. So
1: part part of this liberal agenda is, and uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, but they're trying to pass a law now in America that everybody must now buy a snowblower. Everybody in America is going to have to buy a snowblower.
2: Everybody in America has to buy a snow blower.
1: Yes. Talking about those like portable ones you push yes, where you push and you right. blow the snow off your sidewalk. And why is that exactly the point of an electric vehicle? Everybody doesn't need an electric vehicle or want one. So what's the point of trying to make everybody buy a snow blower and what's the point of everybody and, having to buy an electric vehicle when you don't want one? This is still America.
2: Well, I, I believe that's true. I mean, and I if you the want, market... one, I'm all
1: for it. If you want an electric vehicle, go grab it. Enjoy your life with your electric vehicle. But not everybody. What do you think that's going to do to the trucking industry?
2: No, it's going to destroy it.
1: Okay. What I mean, do you I think that's going to do for know. the railroad you
2: like,
0: industry? You mean like eighteen wheeler trucking? Because yeah. Tesla has already, you know, yeah, has been and working. They're not on... working. I mean, okay. Well, but...
2: I, I, the, the, to me, if if if. I have no problems with electric vehicles. If it's something that you drive within town, within the town Mm -hmm. you live, then I think they work because you don't have to deal with the mileage issue and all that. Yeah, you're 15 minute
1: cities again. Yeah.
2: But if you have to travel any distance, Mm -hmm. I would worry with having an electric vehicle. Well, they they, they
1: took Tesla and they, they showed people trying to travel the country with a Tesla. Okay, so when they run out of electricity, they send the Tesla trans, the, the technician with a generator, a gas powered generator in the back of the gas powered Tesla van to charge the electric vehicle. Really? Well, Come as on. I said, like I, I'm on. a firm believer that I,
2: I, I really, and you say control. I, you're probably right. It probably is the way that we're going right now. There's this desire to control everything.: Yes. I still think the hybrid vehicles are superior. Vehicle. I do too.
1: I, I do too, because when you think about it, what it does is it takes a little bit of this, right. applies it to this, and you get what you need, and you save money, and you're actually making an impact on the environment.
2: It makes to me, technology the way it's designed. Mm-hmm. Technology is neutral. It's how we use it. Yes, mm-hmm. I love is, that. That's that amazing. Is a, we have to understand all these things is how human beings choose to, choose to utilize this stuff. but And that's why I think the hybrid vehicle is a superior because you, take, you have electricity, you've got gas, and now you can push the mileage. If they really want to kind of perfect this, I mean, you can get a car, then go a thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Or even longer. Or even in you the, know, seven, I mean, the,
1: the 60s and 70s. The guy who invented the carburetor, they got 150 miles to the gallon. Oh, I'm sorry. They killed him too. 150 mile to the gallon carburetor using regular gasoline. Somebody has that, that patent. Yeah, they're not going to use it. Again, that's the oil and petroleum industry saying that's not good.
2: Well, see, then that goes back. Here we mm-hmm. have now the, the oil and gas industry. They, know, have, yeah. they have their nefarious. The oil, I mean, from, the, the,
0: that's the whole know, reason we haven't done nuclear power is because the oil the and, gas and, industry, and, yes. and gas industry doesn't want They, you they
1: came out with this great propaganda program that says nuclear power is so bad for you— mm-hmm. That yeah, we've been we talking about that have, and, since... Nikola
0: since, Tesla wanted to give the world free energy. Free energy, yep. We've been talking about that since Chernobyl, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, that nuclear power is a bad thing, but that, I mean... It's not the case. But the problem is that, again, everyone with the money and the power, of course, doesn't want well, to Well, when say nuclear that, but... works
3: well, it works really well. Right. But when nuclear work, it doesn't work well, you <laughs> get Three Mile Island and you get Chernobyl and you get, right, you know, right. these other kinds of things. Um, so, and that's a risk that some people just don't want to take, whereas other countries have, you know, fully adapted to nuclear power. Yeah. I think France might be one of them. Um, and And they're doing fine with it. But at the end of the day, right now we've got a bunch of, you know, very, you know, the, the the woke population want to enforce all these electric vehicles on people because they think that gas is bad. But at the end of the day, every electric vehicle is still a, cold po- a coal-powered vehicle mm-hmm. because that's where, unless you live in New York State and you're getting hydroelectric electricity right. <laughs> from Niagara Falls, you have coal is the source of the electricity that's running through your house. Mm-hmm. And so how is how is coal mining, which is supposed to be bad— any, any less bad than the cobalt mining or the zinc mm-hmm. mining or, or any of these other things. It's people are p- cherry-picking what negative things that they want to have At out least there. in
1: America, we're uh, not I using mean, child labor in our coal I mines. I mean,
3: anytime
2: you've got to dig in the earth, I mean, it's what it is.
1: Well, I would like everybody to remember the same group of people that is pushing these EV cars and things like that are the same group of people that said... You know, why don't we travel to the sun because it's too hot? Well, if we went at night, it wouldn't be as hot. (laughs) This is the same group of people with that mentality. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't see like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, I mean, if you aren't willing to do your research, should you be opening your mouth? If you do your research on these EV vehicles, look, and I'm not opposed to an electric vehicle. What I'm opposed is to you imposing it on the whole country for your lack of education.
3: Well, because you have rich people who can afford to have yes. these EVs. They're the ones that are making these policies because to them, oh, it's like, hey, I've got a Tesla. It's just fine. But for the average Joe that, you know, like last week when we were talking about people can't afford to do things. Um, how you think you know, you're going to be able to afford well, to do it now? if we a- have 50 percent of families that have kids in diapers, can't afford their diapers, how are we going to afford electric cars? How are we going to do that? How are we going to afford four times the insurance costs? You know, one of the things that people don't realize, the insurance costs on these cars are more because if you get into a car accident, they're a write-off. They're not fixing these cars because, one, there's a shortage of parts. Um, two, the batteries, you can't fix the batteries. You can't recycle the batteries. They're toast. you got to replace the whole car. And as I, when I was doing my research, I found that um, a couple of, you know, the the big car... Writers, they refer to electric cars as um, tin can coffins because they're all very poorly made they're they're not robust. If you get into an accident with it, it's a death trap and so you know in America, where we like our big our big vehicles, we've got big families, um, we we tow stuff. Electric, there's not a single electric car right now that can tow that, anything. That can tow anything, even though they're heavier than most cars because their batteries are heavy. But they all have very poor storage, so you can't put you. There is not electric car that you can put your four or five kids in. There's not one that you can put your Saint Bernard in. There's not one that you can really load up with uh, you know three weeks worth of groceries because none of the none of them tick all the boxes on what Americans look for in vehicles.
0: Hmm. Well, I, I would disagree with some of that, but I mean that's just a. Well, personal I mean, thing, but well, I mean, what would you disagree with? I mean, the there are some very, very big EVs out there that can hold a lot of stuff. Yeah, not,
3: not family. Not there's not a single you I mean, name, name, the Model Y, one.
0: the Model Y is huge. Like it can fit. It can fit a whole it has and, a whole. And how much firm.
3: is that? How many families can afford? I mean,
0: no, no but, one can. Yeah, exactly. you Are right? That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm so not. That's I'm not, not acceptable uh, for right. right. I mean, right. 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 what I'm. But you again, I'm. There, there
3: is not an EV minivan for the the average soccer mom. There is, you know, it's just like there is not an EV right. pickup truck that the average working Joe can right. take and. I go misunderstood on to the, whenever you said that there. Yeah. I thought
0: you were saying they don't exist, and I was. Well, you know, they, they, they really don't,
3: don't in a practical way because they do
0: exist, but you just can't afford them. Is the thing? Well, well then
1: they don't exist. I mean, if they no, don't, they don't they do, exist, though. to where Miranda and I can afford it, right, trust me, right, right. they don't exist. Jason, but when you have to think about it, also is that now that they're pricing it out and they're putting it out, normal people can't use it. So what they're going to have to do is, is now they're going to have to tax you more so that they can have a better mass transit in the cities. Again, back to the 15-minute cities and the control. Okay, so now you're going to get the little chip in your hand, and that's how you're going to have to use the local electric or propane bus or whatever the train or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry, your credit score is not high enough to get on the train today. Go back home and do something to improve your credit score.
3: Now you I imagined, mean, you're, I'm sorry, yeah, social, your social score. Credit, yeah. yeah.
1: And so now what do you do? Now you now you can't afford the vehicle. Now you can't afford to get on the mass transit. Now you can't. Now what do you do? Well,
2: I I I, I mean, I I think, I, I mean, just just my opinion on this, I, I would think if it would ever get to that level, I just think there would be an uprising. We're I mean, getting I just, to that level. I, I think there would be an uprising. I mean, because, you know, you can't, I mean, unless something just, just something crazy happens where people would be willing to go along with that. Now, we say all these things, but maybe people would be willing by that time to do this stuff because they've been conditioned.
1: That's the point. That is what they're doing. So, I mean, how many times even on this podcast have we talked about we're indoctrinating our kids and our, federal school system
2: but the 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 whole apparatus maybe get to a point where you can't do you you would have to just comply otherwise you couldn't live i mean you'd have to just go off and live off in the wilderness what is compliance
1: control power it's control
3: now We've all seen the propaganda and when we've all been doing our research for this, and, and you will see the reports that say that these batteries are good for 15 to 20 years, but if you actually use any of the fast charging, that drops to eight right. Um, but I, w- I would hazard everybody because we talk about how fast technology changes. There's four of these cell phones sitting on the table here that have more computing technology than what we took when we, you know when Apollo <laughs> landed on That's the right. Um, but every single one of us knows within two years, our cell phones are almost bricked because our batteries are, are toast from us fast charging them.
1: Especially when Apple does an update on it and makes the battery go faster so that you'll have to buy another Apple phone.
3: So what's going to happen with all these electric vehicles? Exactly. Just to that- prove my
0: point a little bit, uh, the price of a Model Y, the Performance Edition, has gone down enough where it is actually the same price as a brand new Dodge Durango, which is a four-door uh, a minivan equivalent vehicle. They're both forty-one thousand dollars. I mean, still expensive, but I mean, I mean, but that it's is a, it's, not, it's not it's not a point, dollar but. for dollar comparison. Uh-huh. When, you're right. You're right. When the insurance but, is is uh-huh. four to
3: six times higher, and you know when it's like when you, when you look at all the different costs, there was a there was a British study, and I can find it here. And then um, eight
1: years later, you can add another twenty-four thousand dollars to that uh, to yeah, add I, some more right. batteries. But they've to got it.
3: they've got to make money somewhere. You know, they, they, right. have to make, they have to make money somewhere. Um, and the, the truth about electric vehicles is coming to light. They're not as green as they were promised. They're not as efficient as they were promised. They're not as affordable as they were promised. Meanwhile, the, the politicians, they want to force them in on everybody. Um, when, when I was looking at one of the, the things out of England, they found that the ab- – oh, here we go. The true cost of fueling an electric vehicle, according to Disclosed TV, is close to $17.33 a gallon.
2: So it's a we, lot of money.
3: That's a lot of money. That's not saving anybody anything. And it, and it's there. There is no such thing as a zero. Well, they hide.
1: Power. They hide the costs. Yes. Yeah. It's they don't not like you, you want to know what else is hidden. <laughs> Joe Biden, his family owns five percent of the largest cobalt factory in China.
2: Well, that's that. Probably that Hunter
1: stuff. Hmm. That, that's out. hidden too. I yeah. like that. Oh, oh. Why do we need to go to all electric vehicles? Oh, so Joe Biden and his crime family can make all the money they need to. Well, uh, it's another topic
2: altogether with that. But I mean, it, we look. I think the EV. I think the EV vehicle is here to stay. I don't think it's mm-hmm. going anywhere. I think the market will force a correction. I think once costs get down, where these cars are just as the same you know you look at this car is twenty eight thousand, and that car is twenty eight thousand. Mm-hmm. who what do you go with at that point in time right Here, and, here's and it my depends problem. on what you want to spend here's your yeah, money on. i agree or you it. want it or you yes. want do you want to spend money on I oil changes exactly and on gas yep. and
0: instead of all that you can just spend it on brakes and other things like that and other minor maintenance. but there's, on there's maintenance
1: on the electric vehicles too i mean
0: very very, very little as opposed to a like a Traditional vehicle. Yeah,
1: uh, I, if you
3: have a, if you have,
1: but, but unless you divide that twenty four thousand dollars again,
0: I don't know where you're getting that from. I've had friends that have had. I have friends vehicles. that okay. uh, that just had that to replace never, his battery never... in his
1: Tesla, and it cost him twenty four thousand okay. dollars. And I'm
0: sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah,
0: and I think that, like, I think specifically, like in a in a city like Los yeah. Angeles, where like where there is so much traffic as well, I think it's going to be beneficial to have. Uh, for them, at least, I, they, they may see a, a better quality of, of air, I would imagine. But I'm ni- not,
3: 96% but, of Americans don't live you're in, right. in one of the big four cities but in I, the United I, I, States.
0: Are you guys saying that, that the government is going to try and force all of us to for electric yeah. vehicles? Yes. Because yes. I think that is it's just, their plan. It's just that's, Los that's, Angeles. That's, no, no. It's all of <laughs> California okay. right uh, now. I, I, know, okay, I know. So you start
1: in California, right. you start in New York, and right. now everybody's going to have to have it.
3: This is this is like cool. from the the binded administration. They're trying to um, I would use like a, to a read up on of that because I don't, I, don't yeah. I haven't heard anything you about it. You have to
1: that. look at it like this. Anytime the government forces you to do something, I can guarantee you it's not a good thing. Forcing you to have an EV car, forcing you to take the vaccine. Let's ask the Native Americans about the time they were asked to give up their guns. Oh, I'm sorry. They were killed to give up their guns if they didn't. Anytime the U.S. government comes and forces you to do something, it's not for your benefit. It's for their benefit. And I don't mind electric vehicles until you force it on right. me. And, and, and it's
3: not the matter of a, it's an electric vehicle. It's the matter that it's wrapped up in this little package right. that says it's environmentally mm-hmm. friendly when it's not. million tons of water is used to produce one ton of lithium. Mm -hmm. We have a global water shortage going on. Mm -hmm. And so part of all this environmentally friendly, let's make electric cars, and we're going to use 2.2 million tons of water for what's one ton of lithium. And how many tons of lithium are we going to need for how many electric cars that they want to roll out?
1: And I remember listening to an episode that I couldn't do because physical therapy kicked my ass that day. And we were talking about clones and Ian's head almost exploded when we were going to have <laughs> slaves as the clones. I remember that. Now, why is it okay now that because we want these electric vehicles that the U.S. government isn't saying, why is it okay to have these children slaves now? Because we want our electric vehicles. We're going to overlook that little th- problem right there. well I, I think i
2: saw something where they found a big lithium uh, deposit here in, in north america really yes think of somewhere out in utah or something like okay. that yeah there,
3: there, well there's always been lithium pools in like florida even i think here in louisiana um whenever you had the hot springs at the turn of the century or that people used to go to for health spas all those hot springs are usually lith- around lithium deposits right? because the water was naturally high in lithium. People would go and soak in it. They'd feel a little better. That's why bipolar hmm. people take lithium. Um, so, you know, you can kind of see wherever there's hot springs, there's usually higher deposits of lithium. But, you know, it's just like when, when we're looking at this topic, it's it's really it's frustrating because one of the things that whether Washington or California or anybody else wants to roll out all these things, we live in Louisiana. The weather is bad. It's wet. It's moist. You know, we're basically, you can walk out of your room, you know, walk out of your front door and cut the air half the time. We have a lot of storms. We have a lot of infrastructure problems. I said the, uh, 60 hours a year is the average Louisiana loses electricity. Um, What's going to happen? We have hurricanes where we don't have electricity for three weeks, and that mm-hmm. happens at least every few years here. So when you have everybody's vehicle, when you have all the emergency vehicles that require electric, you know, electricity to keep them going, what's going to happen when you can't get the fire department to come to your place because there's no electricity, or the police can't come because there's no electricity, or you know, it's like it's bad enough when a storm comes here and we have to wait three hours in a lineup to get gas. When everybody has to take eight hours to charge their EV, what's going to happen? We are going to have a complete and utter society meltdown anytime there's a storm. And when you look at the United States, um, two-thirds of the United States is subject to very severe weather. And electric vehicles and the batteries don't do well in extreme cold, and they don't do well in extreme heat. So that, that rules out a big chunk of the United States. Somebody
1: did this study years ago. I think it was in the, the late 90s. They did a computer program where they took all of the national major events, hurricanes, tornadoes, blizzards, earthquakes, and everything mm-hmm. across America. And there was like about a three by four square somewhere that nothing ever hit. Everything else got hit by something every mm-hmm. year. And there was just like, it was like the desk size of this desk that didn't get hit somewhere. Yeah. And so something's going to happen in America to knock this out. And if our power grid can't handle it, what are we going to do? Yep. Well, we have, I just wanted just to double check. When I said Utah, it wasn't Utah.
2: The McDermott Caldera, it's an area straddling between Oregon and Nevada may hold 20 to 40 million metric tons of extractable lithium, wow. which would make it the largest known lithium deposit in the world.
3: How many million tons?
2: 20 to 40 million metric so tons.
3: Just ton. think of that area already has a water shortage. And remember the 2.2 million <laughs> gallons of water they need to extract every, uh, yeah. every ton of lithium?
2: They said the the caldera was the site of a massive volcanic eruption roughly sixteen million years ago, and that's around hot springs.
1: There we go. Yep. there's a tie-in right there. So there's a tie right there.
2: So I knew I I read somewhere where they discovered a a, a mega deposit. Is of that lithium. near
1: like the Rocky Mountains when I lived in uh, Colorado? Rocky Mountains went through there, and there was a bunch of hot springs through there. I wonder if well, it is it's in a mountain region it's just or is
2: straddling it straddling the border of Oregon and Nevada? So I'm trying to
0: get a picture of the Ore- map. Oregon's not, oh, Oregon was way up north, it is, it is, but, to, but so's Nevada. Nevada. So Nevada. Nevada. yeah, the way Nevada is really okay. long,
3: it runs kind yeah. of parallel to California,
1: yeah, it's um, huge,
3: you know. The, and i would like to bring another thing because not everybody is of the same socioeconomic um, background is that ah, you know one it. of one of the big reasons that i've got a problem with evs and i think that them getting pushed on americans is just not right and you know in a whole bunch of different ways is that they're useless for rural and intercity inhabitants um it's only a possibility for people who live in cities and who have a minimal commute because the average driving commute for somebody that's using an EV is 48 miles. Most of their their, their range is uh, a maximum range of 250 miles right now. So, you know, when you look at that, if you've, if you've got somebody that lives, you know, from for here, we couldn't drive to Houston. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. With an EV. You know, you'd have to plan your stops, and, and you right. know, and that's not environmentally friendly. Um, if you have to sit on the side of the road for eight hours to charge your car or risk doing it in three hours but wrecking your battery. Um, but EVs are really only targeted towards people that have a dedicated garage. So, again, you have to have a higher socioeconomic status because if you live in an apartment complex, where are you going to plug in your EV? Because a lot of apartment complexes don't want EVs in covered parking because they have a higher risk of fire. They just just spontaneously combust. Yes,
1: Yes. and it's 1 in 20,000 are going to burn up. Whereas one in sixty-five thousand combustion engines will catch fire. But I have another thing. Is there anybody besides me who's actually been to LA? I have. Okay, you have. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been, Ian? I'm not. I've not. I've flown you, in. You, you've flown in. Have you ever driven in LA? <laughs> no. Have you driven when you were there? Did you actually I was drive? No, you I was were a passenger. passenger. Mm-hmm. What is the one word that they don't use in any of our research? I have a nice stack. Miranda has all of her written stuff. Jason, as always, has his six inches of, of statistics. What's the one word none of us have seen? Gridlock. All of <laughs> traffic. Uh-huh. Okay, so your electric vehicle gets up to 250 miles. If you have a higher end, you might get close to three three 325. Have you ever sat in four hours of traffic in an electric vehicle? How many miles well you look at that's what happened
3: with the forest fire. All the fires exactly. in California. People were having to abandon their electric vehicles on the side of the road because, you know, the fires were coming in. They could not charge them. They were all they were running out of electricity. They you know they were running out of energy. And, you know, they're having to hitch rides with the people with gas cars to escape for it with their lives.
2: Mm-hmm. So my question is, even with all that happening, it has not stopped Them from buying electricity. because
3: California is just its own because it's the
1: same thing as an apple. Once you drink the Kool Aid, you're going to keep drinking the Kool Aid. It just we don't care that child labor is used to make the apple phones. We don't care that people are so gullible. They are gullible.
0: I think there's a lot of other things too. I think that uh, people do and don't like the fact that. Tesla specifically has like the autopilot function and I think sometimes it it, when it does work, it does work, and I think that in Los Angeles specifically, I think the more, because Teslas communicate with each other, that I think that, like, there's a... That is a really cool feature. That is a really cool feature. I think that, that that's... you'll see
3: that in all sorts of cars coming out. Right. Up. Yeah. But i also saying. But I think that's
0: that. why we're pushing forward, we're pushing this technology forward, so that one day we can have gas or regular vehicles that can have a certain level of technology that can help us out and can make it all safer for all of us. What would that do for because traffic if I, the
1: vehicles could talk and to each other and, and say okay instead of each car taking a second to a second and a half to I, leave at the light mm-hmm. what if they all just left at the same and time I
0: don't I don't that I would don't be for, great I don't foresee all of us being forced into buying an electric vehicle uh, I, I, don't. Think well, I, think I think everybody in California is think that, you're right you're right but, uh, but here let me finish let me finish I believe that if you live in a if you live in a city you will be forced to have a a, a some sort of high tech slash electronic vehicle if you're going to reside in the city. But everywhere else in rural America, I don't think they're going to regulate you because I don't see the benefit in it. But if you're going to be in if you're going to be in downtown, inner city traffic, I think that they're going to to help keep everybody safe and help everybody conform because everybody well, that lives in a city is going to conform that's in that's some way. Well, which is California has a lot of I'm, rural I'm, areas there, and I'm, I'm the the sorry, California is mostly rural. Right here
2: that's going to require a whole mm-hmm. lot of let's, infrastructure changes. Let's,
3: let's talk about the rural thing because I have friends in very rural areas, and this is a big problem right now because. Look at John Deere. John Deere is a perfect example. This is a company that wants to go green. They want to go woke. They're making all of the you know these big million dollar tractors that they sell, these harvesting machines, and not only are they trying to force these electric vehicles on farmers, and farmers are like, when I have to, when I harvest, I have you know I've got three weeks that I've got to harvest every year, and I'm running my tractors twenty four seven. I can't stop and charge them for eight to twelve hours a night. Because we run 24-7. And yet John Deere is forcing these farmers to buy electric vehicles, which now they have to double their fleet of electric vehicles exactly. if they stick with John there Deere. There it is right there. There and it is. And then they have to double their fleet. or or. And the other thing that John Deere is doing is they're running everything on subscription services, which mm-hmm. we talked about in the yes. car the other day. All these big car companies are trying to piecemeal you know if you want to auto start your car you have to pay extra for that you want to use your heated seat you have to you have to have a subscription and so John Deere is creating these things where you have to subscribe to these policies you're not allowed to fix your car Everybody here, everybody at this table knows how to fix different things on their trucks or on their cars or whatever. We've all done it. When you have an EV, you are not fixing anything because you are contractually prohibited from fixing anything on your vehicle. And so when we've got this rural situation where John Deere is forcing farmers to try to— go electric, you know, pay subscriptions, do all this kind of stuff. They have to replace their vehicle every five years. You know, there's all these ridiculous requirements and then farmers can't fix them themselves or pay their John friendly John Deere had a big mechanic. lawsuit on them because Absolutely.
1: They, to, yeah. to work on a John Deere, you had to have their computer to right. be able to well, do that and only why a John all Deere these rep big, could do that. All
3: these big farmers are switching to mm-hmm. Kubota and all these mm-hmm. other brands that are letting Americans be Americans and fix their own shit. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I think, I think we're this is a precipice we're at and I do think electric vehicles are a scam. I think that, you know, I think that there we've got at least 20 reasons not to go fully electric mm-hmm. right now. If if you want to have one as a third vehicle and you, you can afford it by all means, it's it's like owning a golf cart. It's right. fun. Yes. You know, if you want to, you know, it's like, if you want to live in Peachtree, Georgia and you have a little golf cart so you can bop around everywhere and, and just have fun and not have to get in your car. That's great. But is it? Is, can you get on the Atlanta highway in your little golf cart? No way. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't try. And, and to me, the, the quality and the, the amount of protection that is built into a lot of these electric vehicles, they are little tin can death traps. You know, Ooh, I yes. did I did pr- uh, personal injury for, you know, for 15 years. I see the types of injuries that people have in auto accidents. And when you're where, you know, if you're in a little tin can car and you get into an accident versus if you're in a Chevy Silverado, you've got two completely different types of injuries you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And one you're going to walk away and one you're not.
1: And I understand what Ian's saying about the rural big city thing, but California passed the law. California is 75% rural. They don't care if you're in a rural area. Period. California, 100%, 2030, 35, I'm not sure because of my brain. I can't remember everything right now because I got this stuff going on in there. Uh, you can't buy a combustion engine. They don't care if you're in a big city or if you're rural. That's the test. Right there. They're testing it in California to see how much they can get away with in the rest of the country. Because a
2: lot of those policies end up being adopted by yep. other parts That's of the it. United States. So They, they don't they'll care roll if it's out
3: tr- things in California, like like their Prop 65 and different things, because they can roll it out there. And then because of the different American Standards Acts and some of these other things where other states have to kind of match different states' requirements, um, it, it has this trickle-down effect. And so if you're a trucker right now and you want to—I wish I I wish I had thought of this to call my friend Shay because she has a trucking company because she would probably have a lot to say about mm-hmm. this— but if you have um, a trucking, you know, if you if you have a big tra- a big rig and you are driving either into California or out of California you're going to have to meet California guidelines right. and so all of the products in the United States usually come in on one side of the con- one port of the country or the other side of the of the country and they go across the entire country and so with California implementing these changes it means all of the truckers all the way across have to ha- have to meet those standards and those guidelines in order for them to bring their stuff into California and what that is going to do to the average cost of goods, I I, I shudder at the thought, mm-hmm. you know, because this this is not this is not done to be environmentally friendly. This is yeah. done. Every every political decision is done to put money in somebody's pocket.
1: Well, it sounds like when the uh, the new Mississippi River Bridge was built. Mm-hmm. OK, that that was one of our governors who came in before, you know, it was you know, it was already being built and he come and he lowered the bridge. Up until that point, ocean-going vessels could make it all the way to St. Louis. And then he lowered the bridge to where 10 months out of the year, ocean-going vessels couldn't get underneath it, which forced Baton Rouge and New Orleans to be the ports. So Was that what California's doing? To where now they're going to have these big uh, loading docks right inside the border of California. And if you don't meet their standards, you're going to have to unload there pay California people to move them just like now if you want something in like teamsters like teamsters and things like that now in Louisiana if you want something to go up the Mississippi you have to pay Louisiana workers to unload it and put it on barges and go up and down the Mississippi River I wonder if it's I wonder if they're you know thinking about something like that. Well, now. They're,
3: they're bleeding people so much because so many people are leaving California mm-hmm. because of the tax situation that so they're probably trying to be very creative on new ways to create new right. taxes. Did, did you see that?
1: They're, they're, they're saying if you leave, you still have to pay taxes for 10 years. They're trying to pass that law. If you leave California, you're going to have to pay taxes still for 10 years there. Wait, Really?
2: I don't think you can do that. they were trying to pass. I know
1: you. I don't think you can, but they're trying uh, to pass I, that law. That, 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 would, that probably would be a federal that lawsuit over that. Right.
2: That wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the federal government have to well, on that. Well, they're losing so
1: many people. Mm-hmm. So many people.
2: And they have so much debt mm-hmm. piled up in that state. I mean, it's pretty incredible.
3: So it sounds like, you know, and everyone correct me. I think, Ian, it sounds like you would get an electric vehicle. I don't uh, think Stony no. and I would go. I think I you know you know what? I think
1: I would. If I could afford it and 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 realize that the battery technology, I wouldn't have to pay another twenty four thousand dollars in eight to ten years. If I had to do it maybe in twenty years, I mean I've been an electric vehicle. They're fast. I performance, they're pretty cool. But as far as the car, it's not really saving the environment. They're not, yeah. really, they're not they, really helping.
2: They get up to about 100 to 130 miles an hour. I think the fastest okay. one I saw was like 230 miles but an hour. But they also
1: do it in two seconds.
0: Yeah. It's quick. I, would, I, I could be wrong, and I, I've been trying to find exactly the correct wording of this whole law we're talking about with California, and I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it says that California is gearing up to prohibit the sale of new gas-powered vehicles, but that doesn't mean that the entire country is prohibiting the use of them. So if you're going to try and buy a new vehicle in California, you're going to have to purchase a new electric vehicle but you can go out of state and still buy whatever I now i think i could be in the gray area here of what's going to be but i think that's what they're trying to they're trying to move forward with you know if you're going to buy a new uh, vehicle in california you're going to be forced well, That that buying. is that's what right, we right, said right, if right, you want right. to buy one but that right. doesn't is mean but yeah. but the but the, i guess the misconception that i was having was it sounds like you're saying like if i own a gas powered vehicle in, in california i can't own it anymore no, 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 no. They're but not going to take them uh, away know, from know, you. But if you want to buy something, right. it has You're, to be an EV. Right? Exactly. You won't right. be able to. Be, you won't right. be able to buy one right, within exactly. the boundaries and of California. And then, if you think
1: about it, twenty years after that, and most seventy-five percent of gas vehicles, right. you know, are going to be wrecked or go mm-hmm. bad, um, and um, you got to, you I, can't buy another one. You got to buy an EV. I right, think my next vehicle, I'm seriously probably going to look at a hybrid is mm-hmm.
2: where I want to go.
1: Right. I Well, we want to know your process when you decide to start buying one, right mm-hmm, here on this mm-hmm. podcast. We want to know about your process and what you're thinking about. When the- um, you'll have notes. Yes, keep <laughs> notes. Uh, I I'm not I'm
0: not a super big fan of EVs. I actually am more of a, a gas powered vehicle kind of person. I enjoy that. I actually I'm the kind of person that if I had the option, but not a lot of vehicles do anymore. I like a standard transmission. I love I love the connection of driving in a car and a gas powered car. I enjoy that. That I know that I feel like I I don't like the idea of being in an autonomous vehicle that's just gonna drive for me. I enjoy driving. I wanna drive. If mm-hmm. I'm gonna mess up, it's gonna be because I messed up. Love, right. So like I so but the thing is I do think that I think you guys are taking a or in this episode at least, you've taken a pretty strong stance against it. And I'm trying to be at least open to the idea of it in the future. That I think that there are benefits for it. I think that it's not all control based. I do think that there are they're trying to push the mark to try and help us all get better. And I think that in the process, I think the gas powered vehicles are gonna get better in the process. But the
1: government isn't here to make you better. They're okay. not trying to make I'm you better. Not,
0: I never say it's the government. I'm talking about companies like Tesla, for instance, that I think that Tesla has problems. Tesla's not perfect, but I think that Tesla has done a great job of moving yes. this marker forward and making a good yes. electronic that vehicle. That I
1: agree That's with. That's what I'm saying. That's that I, I think the technology is out there, and right. I think if you want to use it, bam, mm-hmm. go right, for it. Right. Um, Elon Musk, all of his information and all of his technology, he freely gives away. Mm-hmm. He freely gives it away. He doesn't care who uses it. On that, I 100% agree. But for the government to come in and say, you got to do this, there's my problem.
3: This is not just a California issue. As of May 13th, there are 17 states New York, Massachusetts, Vermont, Maine, Pennsylvania. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Washington, Oregon, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Colorado, Minnesota, Nevada, Virginia, and New Mexico that have all adopted California's vehicle standards under mm-hmm. Section 177.
1: Interesting. Oh, wow. That's what
2: I'm saying. So, that's what I'm saying, It just it's it's a matter of time, it's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. So, that's... Uh, I, I'm, I'm more of a hybrid guy. I, I like mm. to you know go down. So the you middle. like
3: the Prius, or is there a different one that you're? Lo- like? I, I will you look like. to see don't
2: what own it. A Prius. No, Dude, uh, I, hey, don't have own you a Prius. have you seen the I new know, Prius? Though I heard they're they're coming Dude, out pretty nice. I, I, the new no, Prius is Priuses, super nice. Not, I don't will when that. the market. I, probably I'll be looking to be buying a new car probably in the next. I would say eighteen to twenty four months, um, because mine will be you know I'm already you know, I'm getting it's a long time now I've had it, um. But my parents had a hybrid. They loved it. Absolutely loved the car. And uh, the only problem is, is the battery. Because when the battery goes out, it can be quite costly. I'm hoping battery technology will have gotten better. Yeah. And I think it has. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm looking at, at the uh, the hybrid because I think it to me it combines the best of both worlds. Even in the
0: newer iterations of the Tesla, it's come a long way even in the past 3 years from what I've seen and from what I've heard. I don't think
1: it's come far enough though. I
0: mean no no I'm not saying I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm just uh, that's the point that I, I you know, I'm a
2: believer in trying to work to I'm right. all about trying to help the environment yes. to, because 100%. I, I, I think we all should care about the environment. Nobody wants to drink polluted water and yeah. breathe polluted air and and all the other things that make us all sick, and that's just not the way nature meant for us to live. Yeah, but at the same time, I think you know, we, you know, we we use our brains to make our lives better as ma- as mankind mm-hmm. has existed mm-hmm. on this planet. Yes. So I'm not one of these people that worships nature, and we you know the, we hold the yeah. earth sacred and all that. You can kind of take that to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, everybody, all human beings are terrible, and everything humans produce are terrible. I think you need to have a synergy of both worlds. And that's why I think that, uh, use of fossil
0: fuels and, uh, electricity is where it's at. Well, if anybody out there has comments or questions, or, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is another one of those big topics where I feel like people will have something to say. We have a Facebook page for slash retrospect pod, or you can email us with your more lengthy, uh, um, requests. Uh, and that is at, Get offended together at gmail.com. You can send us an email that way. But uh, until next week, thank you so much for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye, everyone. God
1: bless. Take care. You're the best. Peace.